0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know what the biggest word in the English language is? I googled biggest words in the English language as I was preparing for my message this week. My plan was that I was going to memorize a few of them and then come out here and just start rattling them off and impress you with my expansive vocabulary. Then I actually entered the search and I looked at the words and thought, nope. (laughs) I quickly realized that it was going to take me more time to memorize a handful of these words than it would for me to memorize my entire manuscript. So no, I'm not going to do that. But I did take the time to memorize the single biggest word in the English language. Are you ready? Here it goes. All. See what I did, Micah? <laughs> All is the biggest word we have because it includes everything. Every word, every letter, every thought, every object, it is all encompassed in this big word, all. In fact, it's such a big word that it has become rather meaningless or superfluous. We just use it all the time. We throw it around and we rarely stop to think about what is actually included in that three-letter word. But today... As we pause and consider the theme from the Lutheran Youth Gathering, In All Things, I want to stop and think about that word all and the many, many things that are included in that giant word. The word all includes the beginning. our epistle reading from Colossians, which served as the theme text for the youth gathering, Paul tells us that Christ was at the beginning, that creation sprang forth from Jesus Christ. Paul puts it this way, "...by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible." whether thrones or dominions or powers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. All things were created by Jesus. All things were created through Jesus. All things were created for Jesus. Every plant, every blade of grass, every bird, every bug, every cat and dog, every man, woman and child, every rock and mountain, every raindrop, every sea, it all goes back to
1: Jesus.
0: You have never seen, you've never met, you've never interacted with anything that does not go back to Jesus. And think about it. Just look around the room. Everything that you see here, it all goes back to to Jesus. Jesus was not only at the beginning, He is the beginning. The Alpha, the source of all things, is Jesus Christ. And of course, if Jesus is the beginning of all things, it means He's your beginning too. Your life finds its beginning in Jesus. Your life as a child of God finds its beginning in Jesus as well. As you were baptized, you were put to death with Christ in order that you might rise to a new life. Every breath that you take Every day that you enter into, every new beginning, it's all because of Jesus. Beginnings are exciting, but what are the mundane? What are those mundane middles? The monotonous ruts that we find ourselves in, the daily grind, the nine to five, the tedious treadmill of life. What of all that? And there's so much in our life that seems rather pointless. Things that make us want to say along with Solomon in our Old Testament reading from a couple weeks ago, all is vanity, all vanity is meaningless. But according to Paul in Colossians 1, Jesus is a he's a part of everything. All things. Jesus holds all things together. Paul says Jesus is preeminent in everything. Paul says he is preeminent in all things. So you know what that means? It means that there's no such thing as a meaningless moment. Because it all springs forth from him. It's all from Jesus. Jesus is present in every last part of it. All things. The youth gathering, they they tried to bring this point home with a figure by the name of Orange Cone Guy. Orange Cone Guy became a, a cult hero. He was... Beloved, the crowds cheered for him. They chanted his name. They loved him. And the point of Orange Cone Guy was that even a simple job like placing orange cones has infinite meaning and value and significance because it centers in Jesus Christ. All is not vanity. In Jesus Christ, all is abundantly meaningful. All of it. Taking out the trash, getting dressed for school in the morning, brushing your teeth, folding the laundry, pumping the gas, it's all meaningful. It all has eternal significance because it springs forth from your eternal Savior. Every moment of every day is incredibly worthwhile. It all has meaning and value and purpose. So from now on recognize that there are no manic Mondays or hump days or days that you just need to get through so you can get to the ones that actually matter. No, all of your days matter. All of them. All because of Jesus. The word all, unfortunately, includes all the ugly too including our sin. And this is one part of that word all that we think this does not include Jesus. Jesus is not the beginning of sin. Jesus is not the source of sin. Jesus does not work within us to produce sin. So yes, while Jesus might be there in my menial chores, he is not in my serious sins. He might be in the brushing of the teeth, but he is not in those cruel words that cut other people down. He might be in the taking out of the trash, but he's not in the trashing of somebody else's life through my selfish actions. Jesus is not there. Or is he? God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. See, Jesus shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be in those moments of sin, and yet He is. In fact, Jesus is our sin. Every careless word, every selfish action, it's Jesus. It all goes back to Jesus. It all hangs there on the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul says that Christ has reconciled all things to himself, making peace by the blood of his cross. Look, I don't know your deepest, darkest selves. I don't know about those mistakes in your past that haunt you, that nod you, that keep you awake at night, but I do know one thing. It has all been reconciled. All of it. Every last mistake. It has all been taken away. There's nothing that is left behind. All of it is taken away. All because of Jesus, who is sin. All sin for us. All includes the beginning. It includes the mundane middles. It includes our mistakes but all also includes the end part that just looms over everything the moment of our death it is inescapable we cannot run we cannot hide from it And some of you know that better than others because you have personally walked through it with somebody that you love as they have come to that end. And death seems to be the end of all things. That moment in which everything is suddenly replaced with with nothing. in Jesus, death is not the end of all things. It is just a small part of his never-ending story. Colossians 1, Paul says this, that Jesus Christ is the firstborn from the dead. From the dead, which means that death is not the ending point. It is a launching point. It is the launching point to resurrection, to new life. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah! And that means, means that you get to rise too. The beauty of all this came out in a recent dinner conversation that we had as a family. We were doing our evening devotions. I was talking a little bit about the resurrection of the body that awaits us when Christ returns. And one of my kids was a little confused and said, Wait, so you mean we get to come back with our bodies and walk around like Jesus did after his death? Yes, indeed. Our bodies Get to come out of the tomb like Jesus on Easter Sunday. A few blocks west of here is our cemetery. A cemetery that holds the bodies of so many people that we know and love. Guess what? Those bodies are not staying there, they're coming out just like Jesus. Jesus may have been the first, but he is certainly not the last. Every last saint, every last one of us, we get to rise with perfect bodies and enter into eternity. We will praise and live in God's presence forever. As my child so eloquently put it after hearing about all this, that's awesome. It is. It is awesome. Your life overcomes death and moves beyond all time, all because of Jesus. So you see, when we talk about in all things, we mean. All
1: things. Jesus is the beginning of all things. Jesus is the source of all things. Jesus is present in all things. Jesus brings meaning to all things. Jesus loves you in all things. Jesus forgives you for all things, and Jesus resurrects you for all things yet to come. So let us praise Jesus in all things. Let us thank Jesus in all things. Let us declare Jesus in all things. And let us trust in Jesus. In all things. So what is the biggest word? Jesus. Jesus.
0: A word so big, yet one that each and every one of us can say. And may it ever be on your lips. And that you would live for him as he has for you. Living for him in all things. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our human understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This time we make confession of our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.